Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Tuesday, and I'm here with Sonny Hostin. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Sunny. How are you? Hello, Brian. All right. So it is, it is fall, which is the busiest time of year for the View because yes, we've got yes. we've got Halloween coming up. We've got uh, all the holidays, and then we also have the birthday shows, which have become uh, <laughs> and they've spiraled out of control in many ways. I'm not going to lie; the bar just keeps getting higher and higher. Yes. I think we did a good job on Friday. How was your birthday? Oh, you guys outdid yourselves. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Jamie Hammer is our producer that's sort of the big events, the big yep. events producer. And I call her productions a hammer production. Mm-hmm. I literally said that for me was the best hammer production I've seen. I mean, I do love hip hop. I said I wanted to celebrate hip hop on my birthday. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that she would get the legends of hip hop, the mm-hmm. iconic legends of hip hop, including your first concert ever, including the first concert I ever Kind of snuck into because I was underage. <laughs> and as people now know, I love to dance. I was actually a trained dancer, mm-hmm. but hip hop really, you know, I was in a break dance crew. But I will tell you this because uh, I'm told that one of the videos of me dancing on Instagram yeah. has gone kind of viral. My arm, I was like, it's <laughs> hurting still. I was in the, you know, doing a dance move that has to be executed kind of like with a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, I felt like a little twinge in my left arm. So you pulled something? And so I feel like I pulled something and I had a cramp and I was trying to get out of the cramp. And many people have said, what happened to your arm? Oh, this, is, this is coming off of the, the, the hamstring pull, yes, too. So this is it's not good. Just, I think my age is showing a little bit. But... I keep getting random bruises. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. Like, I like, looked at my arm the other day. I'm like, what was that? And I'm like, I, I probably picked my kid up. I was wrestling exactly. or like, you know, something. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, aging I mean, is not for. I'm not going to stop dancing. But I will tell you that the split is my signature move. It's my party trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to do it on the birthday show, even with the little tear yeah. in my hamstring. I was going to do it on the left side instead. Right. And I looked at my husband and he just started shaking his head no, because he knows that's my party trick. Yep. And so then I stopped and I asked him after the show, you know, why were you shaking your head like that? I, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. And he said, I just imagined you in the ER on your birthday, and I didn't think that you would enjoy that. No, I, I, I hear him. I think I he hear was him. right. I think he's right. Um, <laughs> my party trick, I've told you this, is the surprise high leg kick while yes. dancing. It, it comes out after a couple of drinks, and <laughs> um, and it's it's surprising because I'm a, I'm a big guy. You don't expect yeah. it. I can get I you can you know. get up. You can get it up there. Yeah, and I used to win. And I used to win bar bets, but I could put the, my the uh, party trick's the best yeah, thing. I could put my leg on top of a, a high bar. That's important. Out of nowhere, just like that. But then at a wedding. I uh, almost knocked unconscious the sister of the of the groom, and my wife has forbidden me ever to bring out the highlight yeah, kick again. Manny and, has know. said uh, that I should retire my party trick. I don't know that I'm retiring my split. I'm going to wait till my torn hamstring heals. Yeah. 
Just a lot of stretching. And then I'm going to stretch, and I think it will come back. I mean, you can go pretty hard in general, I've seen. Like, you know, I, when you I at, at, like to party. You close out a rap party from I, time to time. I do. Um, I was always, I, the last rap party we had, it was kind of like, not a dive <laughs> bar. It was a nice bar, but it was like a, a, like oh, a regular I, I bar. I like dive bars. And you, you I, I found out <laughs> later that I left at like 1030 and you like were playing trivia with the staff, I and was. you like, and, and then we lost. By the way, how did we lose? I trivia? don't know how we lost trivia. Very disappointed in you for that. <laughs> it, yeah, I it, yeah, a good time. Yeah, just calls my name. Okay, well, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. Um, all right. So yesterday on the show, we talked about celebrity tell-alls and yes. publishers pushing for them to be juicier and filled with bombshells. Yes. Do uh, Do you think that by the time these books come out, you have fatigued from the revelations inside? Sometimes I am. But I realized that social media just gives you these little snippets. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those clips are taken out of context. And the reason I know this is because it happens to me. Yes. It happens to me all the time. I get hate mail. I get death threats. I get these these nasty emails based on some snippet that's been posted somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or a headline. Out or, of complete, yep, completely out of, out of context. And people think they know me. And one thing that I, and I've written a book mm-hmm. about my life. And all you need to do is read that memoir and you will know everything you about me. a good me. picture of you from that. I think, yeah. <laughs> I've had people say that I was born with a silver spoon. No, actually I was born in the Bronx projects and raised in the South Bronx projects. I was very poor. I've had people say, um, oh, look at Sonny with the fake Spanish accent. No, um, actually I'm Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican. And so Spanish is actually my first language. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear me, pronouncing something in Spanish is because that's my language. Uh, I've had people uh, say, oh, now she's Jewish today. Well, yes, my grandfather does happen to be Jewish. And (laughs) my mother was raised with two religions, which sounds strange, but that's just my family. If people only read the book, they would know all of that. And so I'm more inclined now to read these celebrity memoirs if I feel that someone's misunderstood. I did read Will Smith's m- memoir, mm-hmm. which was excellent. Fascinating. And I read it, it was too. it was fascinating, yeah. and um, I felt like I knew him as a person now, yeah. as opposed to a bad boy yeah. on the screen. Very complex psychologically. It, I he thought. really yeah, is complex, and yeah. he's smart. Yeah. And then I um, wasn't going to read Jada's, and I think it's because I did think there was overload. And a friend of mine, Jamel Hill. Mm-hmm wrote a piece about it in the Atlantic. I read it, yeah. Yeah, and I actually called her and I was like, um, did you read all 400 pages, Jamel? And she said, yes, I did. And it's very good and it's very insightful. You should read it. I think it will give you a different perspective. And so I started listening to an audible and I got hooked. Oh, and good. I I didn't realize and I think Jada is very complicated Mm -hmm. and she had childhood trauma and went into this marriage with an openness in explaining that her idea of marriage was different than his and he agreed to marry her anyway maybe he thought he'd change it up a little bit i think so so yeah you know i i learned a lot and i i think that tough on her when that book came out on the show so you really was so this is a bit of a um especially because i know chris rock i know chris rock's wife Mm -hmm. i go to her house um in the summer and I was, I was hurt for their children and, you know, this whole thing. And now I'm reading this book thinking, well, this is a very complicated situation. Yeah. So so someone who's now at the end of this, when you've read both Will Smith's book and Jada Pinkett's book, you should have a pretty good. I think so. And, you know, what's interesting is that she says in part of it that 
they're not, you know, polyamorous. They're not uncoupled. They're not divorced. No, like, but they're still entangled. But they're they're still, you know, <laughs> she doesn't describe it that way. But yeah, they're every relationship is different, and yeah. I think she does a really good job of kind of explaining herself. This is an uh, evolution for you in a larger sense too, because yes. you've, uh, traditional marriages on the show. We've talked about marriage well, for a long time and you've yeah. seemed to have evolved a little bit there with being a more accepting mm, of other people's choices. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a traditionalist. I, I yeah. just, I, I, I just am. I mm -hmm. was raised that way. It, maybe it's the Catholic in me. I, I don't know. I'm just a traditionalist. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am too, mostly, I, I, I like monogamy. I think that's the vow. Yeah. Like, I don't like the yeah, the, the thought of bringing a third person into a relationship. I yeah. think it's trouble. No, makes for a good hot topic, though. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so that's really interesting. And, and I, I like that, you know, you're thinking on this has evolved. And maybe at some point, Jade will come on and talk about it, which would be I great. I would yeah. love that. I would love that, know, too. Because um, and we haven't had Will come on and talk about it. I think it's probably hard for them. She also was uh, gave a great New York Times uh, interview, and I read that this weekend. So I've become a little obsessed okay, great. with um, understanding. She also went on a, one of those ayahuasca I saw. journeys. Yeah, which I read about Will's. Yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to do that. It's not for me, but I'm fascinated by the fact that she's done it so many times. View field trip. We'll just all do it. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> I don't know about confronting your demons like in the dark after taking ayahuasca or whatever it's it'll called. It'll feel a lot like an episode of The View for me. I don't know about the rest of you, but yeah, for me, it'll feel very much like a day at work. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Woodward and Bernstein. Pen and paper. Wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout – 
up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, <laughs> all right, so we also had uh, some great guests on today, I thought. Yes. Um, we had, let's start with John Stamos. Now, you've talked about <laughs> this before. You have a photo of you and him in your dressing room. Yes, I do have one. Yes. and From, uh, from the last time he was on. Tell me, tell me why John Stamos is impactful to you. <laughs> I had a, a photo of him like over my bed when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's Tiger Beat because I think I still have it in my <laughs> attic. <laughs> and it's really big. And I just, I don't know. I probably ordered it with some bazooka gum or something. Right. I don't know. But I was, I just think he's like the most gorgeous man ever. I have to laugh because, you know, you and I often have conversations about guests that we book on the show. And yes. every once in a while... <laughs> There's a sitcom star or something that represents a blind spot for you pop culture. Because I, I don't watch a lot of television. I never watched a lot. Right. So I probably would have lost some money betting on you being uh, very into the star of Full House. I'm just saying. Well, that's like, the thing. And yeah. I didn't watch Full House. Okay. But I used to read Tiger Beat magazine. Okay. So it's really more just It's just his the looks. essence of who I'm he is. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm very shallow sure. in that way. It's just I haven't seen Full House. I'm not a Full House person. Right. But I am a John Stamos fan, and I watched him in General Hospital because my grandmother used to watch the okay. soaps. So there you so go. So I have seen him in General Hospital as Blackie. Yes. And he was gorgeous there. So th- I get, so for years, obviously, we have very large movie stars here on this show. Yes. We have, uh, you know, I've been, in, in other jobs I've worked where I've interviewed a lot of big, giant celebrities. But you've seen it with me, too. The people yes. that really mean something to me that I get excited <laughs> about are the people I loved when I was 12 years old. Yes. I mean, that's what it is. Like, There's just something, yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, will, I will say we've had, you know, when we had Chadwick Boseman on, mm-hmm. I was such, you know, I'm a fan of sci-fi yeah, of course. fantasy. I was so enamored of that film. Yeah. And what it meant to to black culture. That I remember, he moderated a talk with them. Once I moderated too. Yeah. a talk. He did. He played Thurgood Marshall, and I, I, he, his team asked me, and I went to D.C. and spent like personal time with him. I, that's someone who I will never forget. Right. Um. Even though I'm, you know, I, I know him as an adult, but yeah, the the young the younger ones, you just I I can't get over it. Like Meryl Streep from Devil Wears Prada. Right. I know like almost every line to sure. that. 
and she came on and I acted the fool. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. For me, for some reason, you know, forget like Leonardo DiCaprio or <laughs> uh, Margot Robbie. For me, like if it's like Ralph Macchio and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, yes. I get very excited. Yes. Like Mark Hamill shows up. I'm I as mean, excited as I've ever I was, been. I was crazy with Mark Hamill yeah. because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Right. I was crazy with Ralph because mm-hmm. uh, I oh, was a huge karate kid. <laughs> yes. You know. Original. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, and I, while well, I watched Cobra Kai too. Sure. Yeah. All right. So the other big guest that we had today was the Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn. Yes. Um, and yes. tell me about your reaction to him. What an impressive you know, guy. It's, it's really, this, this show is strange in the sense that <laughs> three million people watch us and, you know, you don't realize your reach. Yeah. And, after January 6th, um, I go to D.C. often because I was a prosecutor there and I know a lot of people there. And I ran into Harry and he's unmistakable because he's sure. six seven, And uh, I just thanked him for, uh, you know, what he's done for our country. And we exchanged phone numbers and we're text buddies, which is really interesting. And uh, we... You know, hung out again at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, so we've we've befriended each other. We've become friends. And so seeing him was like seeing a friend that's also your hero. And yeah. and he's just this big, lovable, huge guy who's been through so much trauma. And I worked with a lot of Capitol Police officers when I was at the U.S. Attorney's Office, FBI agents, U.S. Marshals. These are the best of the best, man. These, these guys are—I know people— have a lot to say about law enforcement. And I'm not saying all law enforcement officers are, are great because we know they've made a lot of mistakes. Um, but the guys I worked with were top notch. Sure. And, and Harry's that guy. I mean, yeah. he is that guy. So I, I just, I love seeing him. He actually saw the birthday show and saw all the dancing mm-hmm. and reached out to me. And he was like, didn't know you had those moves. There you go. Did you hurt yourself? And <laughs> I was like, I did hurt myself, Harry. Oh, man. Um, so it was just nice seeing him again. I mean, he even, he's so nice that he reached out to me on my he's birthday. He's such an impressive guy. And the, uh, a little glimpse behind the curtain for people, you know, it's no uh, surprise to anybody who watches the show that we're constantly dealing with time on the show yes. and going over and commercials yes. and having to rush to commercial and things like that. And the the first couple segments went long on the show today. Yes. And then John Stamos told the story about Bob Saget at the end when yes. we were rapping. So that went long. So I was worried about time for Officer Dunn. But then we talked about whether do we have time to walk him out or not. And I said, we got to walk you this gotta guy walk out. You got to walk him out because, because he's a hero. He's a hero. He deserves it. And also the stature of this man is yes. just impressive. Um, well, and yeah. also it really sense. shows you the hubris of the people that I were, were at the Capitol. He's a six foot seven man in a uniform, a police uniform, and they're calling him names. They're calling him racial slurs. And on top of it, they're telling him, you know, take off your gun and I'll, and I'll show you who you are. I mean, it, the hubris of that mob mentality that he describes in his book is all the more, I think, obvious when you see him in person. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at that. Who would mess with that guy? I, I mean, know? I wouldn't. Me either. <laughs> Me either. All right. Well, listen, thank you for your time as always. It's always a pleasure. I hope you heal up from uh, oh, the birthday man. shenanigans. My arm, my arm and my leg. It's like my left arm, my right leg. I'm like, yeah, I'm messed up right now. You, you're you're hiding it well. <laughs> you're hiding it well. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Joy is back with me, so uh, oh. I'll come out of that bruise. <laughs> um, but looking forward to it. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. 
Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.